right, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the St. Anthony Youth Ministry Corecast, conversation designed to help our core members become better disciples and better missionaries. We want to remind all of you core members that through your belonging to the church and your belief in Jesus, you can be a life-changing blessing to our youth. My name is Adam Smythe. I am the Life Team Coordinator here at St. Anthony's, and today, as a matter of fact, I am joined by no one. That's right. It's going to be just me here with you today. Hopefully, we're all okay with that. It is, uh, well, a, a quiet week to say the least here at spring break at St. Anthony's and spring break for uh, just about every one of our students and all the districts around here. And as a result, some of us youth ministers either need to be at home with our kids who are not in school, or for people like me who have no children, uh, I just sit here by myself in the office because I have nothing better to do. No, we, uh, we're, we're trying to do as much as we can throughout the year to make sure that uh, we're able to take time off. And St. Anthony's is just a, a really great place in supporting all of its employees to take time when time is able to be taken. So it, uh, it has been a quiet week, and uh, I just wanted to make sure to get the, the chance uh, to, to record a podcast, even if it's by myself, and even if that means all of the witty repartee and back and forth is out of it. Hopefully, we'll keep this pretty short for you and uh, and just kind of keep us moving forward. So with all of that being said, uh, we appreciate you guys coming back after a couple of weeks with us being off. Um, it's been a busy time around here and uh, with Ash Wednesday two weeks ago, and then last Wednesday was our Lenten penance service here at St. Anthony's, which uh, was beautiful. It was awesome to see so many people here. Uh, we had, you know, teens that we were able to see. We had families and parents and their and their young people. A lot of familiar youth ministry faces were here. So glory to God for that. But uh, even though we've been off for a couple of weeks, we're back now. We are back now. And like I said, we're going to keep this one pretty short. Um, there's not a, as much to talk about with this particular topic, but this is going to act more, I think, as an exhortation, more as an opportunity for us to. Uh, not really dive into a specific topic surrounding evangelization, but really to talk about the role of evangelization in our lives and how it should be, well, hopefully is, but how it should be motivating us to grow in our own walk of discipleship and our own relationship with the Lord. And so, again, it's it's a beautiful time here in Lent to have this opportunity to, to you know, begin this podcast before Lent, but now that we're in it, and this being our first Lenten podcast, it's a great opportunity for us to talk about this today. And this episode really is going to be about spiritual inventory. And, and what I mean by that is taking stock of our spiritual lives, which, spoiler alert, we're already doing in this season of Lent. But when it comes to us working as evangelists and catechists and missionaries in our roles in youth ministry, because we are all of those things, I think that Lent is really a great time to focus in on our spirituality as it as it you know is related to our, our work as missionaries or our work as disciple makers or our work as evangelists. And really for us to say, um, you know, Lord, we are on fire for you, we're on fire for your church, we're on fire for these teens, but what's actually going on in our hearts? 
So this isn't meant to be uh, anything that leads to discouragement or you know frustration. We want this to be something that really can help inspire and encourage you as we continue moving forward because our program is only going to benefit and it's only going to grow from having each and every one of us from you know myself and the rest of the staff all the way down to our core members to be able to take a chance and take the opportunity to really look at how the Lord is moving in our lives and to look at our effort in reaching out to him and sustaining and building our relationship with him. So um, before we even dive into it, I just wanted to share something really quickly just in my own life and what's been happening throughout this Lent. Um, When I sat down to look at what my Lenten fasts could be or what they could look like, I found myself looking back in my journal to, you know, last Lent and I just had a feeling of, wow, this is just the same thing. And really over the past few years, I feel like my Lent has always been the exact same Lent. And I set the bar really high and I routinely fail uh, to reach those marks. And I routinely fail to do everything that I said I was going to do or to give up everything I said I was going to give up. And and I was just thinking about this and I, I took this to prayer recently in the start of this Lent and was just very convicted by the Lord that um, for me, Lent tends to become about 100% accuracy. And maybe that you know will resonate with some of you that for me, I set the bar somewhat high or somewhat short, and I'm always looking at other people and what they're doing, and oh, I could have done more, or I should have done more, or you know, I, I want to flex the spiritual muscles during Lent, you know. And what I realized was over the past few Lents with all of the different things, big and small, that I've done, and you know, last year I did like my own Lent plus St. Anthony's Recenter program, and it, it was just too much. It was too much. And I find myself getting really discouraged because it ends up being about 100% accuracy or 100% follow through, and it doesn't actually become that much about the Lord and what He's doing. And so this Lent, I felt very convicted by the Lord to make it a little bit simpler not do as much, not aim for as much, but especially when I'm not reaching it to where, you know, uh, one of the things I've been doing for myself is setting a bedtime. Um, I'm, I have a terrible, you know, uh, just routine when it comes to going to bed and waking up. And it's, it's just, it's been bad for all of my adult life. And that was something that I really wanted to set. And I, I find myself getting frustrated or you're wanting to give up because I just can't hit it. I can't hit it. I can't hit it. And the questions and the internal reflection is not so much about, Lord, how am I, you know, growing closer to you? How is my relationship with you growing through this fast? But instead, I become so focused on, I only hit it, you know, three out of five weekdays, you know, this week or whatever it looks like. And so this is a Lent, not so much about 100% follow through and accuracy, but about 100% follow through. Um, on giving God time and, and giving myself over to him. So uh, it, it, with that in mind, as we kind of dive into this this kind of brief or short topic, I want to encourage you to think maybe framing your Lent more in that way. Maybe it's not about these are the fast, this is what I said I would do, and if I don't, people are going to know and I'm going to be embarrassed and, you know, whatever. Um, or maybe you just really want to have a good Lent because you haven't had a very good Lent in the past, you know, however many years. Whatever it is, maybe shift the focus instead of the 100% follow through and accuracy on your fasts to instead 100% follow through on giving God more this Lent, just giving him more. Maybe that means more time. Maybe that means, you know, more dedication to prayer. Maybe that means, you know, giving up something for the sake of saying no to yourself so that God can have a little bit more control in your life, whatever it is. 
Anyway, on to the topic. That was a nice little segue into it. Um, way back, maybe not way back, but in, in season two, episode two. So I think that's episode 14 overall. Um, Paige and I were just talking about the gospel and the, and the gospel message and the charisma. And uh, if you remember, or if you had listened, uh, we talked about um, Pope Francis from Joy of the Gospel, his formula for the charisma. And we asked all of you to sit with that and to pray with it and to reflect with that. And, and this is what Pope Francis says. And this is from paragraph 164 of Joy of the Gospel. He says, Jesus Christ loves you. He gave his life to save you. And now he is living at your side every day to enlighten, strengthen, and free you. And so this is the charisma, right? This is the basic gospel message that Pope Francis kind of gives us in this, in this somewhat recently published document. And we wanted you to sit with that and to pray with it and to really think about, A, what it means for you in your life and, um, you know, what, what God was kind of speaking to you through those words. But here, as we're doing this episode really on spiritual inventory, here in this season of Lent, we want to be able to give you a chance to really dive in and to reflect on this particular, you know, quote and what it means for you, but maybe some specific questions that you can also use in uh, to accompany it so that we can continue to take stock of, of really where we are in our walk of discipleship. And because that will directly affect, it'll directly feed into, it'll directly help us in our efforts to make disciples of the young people here at St. Anthony's. And so the first question I had as I was looking at this is just, what is what does this mean to me? right? Jesus Christ loves me. What, what does that even mean to me? He gave his life to save me, and now he's living at my side every day. And the first question I asked myself was, really, what, what does this mean to me? Do I understand the fact that the, the simple four words of Jesus Christ loves you is enough to probably take, you know, the rest of the lengths of my life to sit and reflect with? But what effect does that actually have in my life? Do I have an understanding of what it means that Jesus Christ loves me? Uh, that he gave his life to save me? How, how is the very fact that Christ offered himself up as a ransom for my sins and the fact that he died to reconcile me with the Father, how has that transformed my life? And I think that really has to be the hinge point for us. And as you're sitting and reflecting and praying with this, let that maybe be your hinge point. How has this, the gospel, the good news, how has it actually transformed my life? Because if, if we encounter the gospel, if we know the gospel, even if we are, you know, weekly communicants, we go to mass, even if we, you know, get ourselves to confession regularly, even if we are doing some of these exterior, um, you know, markers of the Christian life, if the simple fact that Jesus Christ loves us and he gave his life to die for us and to save us and to reconcile us with the Father if that fact has not actually led to a transformation of our lives, of our interior life, of the way that we interact with people and with the world, if there hasn't been a transformation, then something is missing. And this Lent is a great opportunity for us to begin to think about that and to pray about that and to look at what that might be. The other question I had was just, how am I living with him by my side each day? And for me, that that begs the question of, how am I actively connected to Jesus Christ, right? Jesus tells us in, in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, he is the vine and we are the branches, and apart from him, we can do nothing. And so if God is living by my side every day, or rather, as he's grafted me, the branch, to his side, he who is the vine, how am I actually living in that reality, right? Is Jesus Christ the bookend to my day where I wake up and say something? 
quick prayer, and then at the end of the day, I say a quick prayer, and maybe I happen to think about him during the day. But the reality is Jesus Christ isn't living by our sides only when we choose to recognize him, but he's living by our sides always, every single day. So how am I actually living with him by my side each day? And then in the most basic and practical sense, but maybe the hardest question to answer, and this even goes for myself, what does my relationship with Jesus Christ actually look like? What does it look like? If we're going to be doing this process of talking about evangelization and, you know, learning how to share our witness and how to share Jesus Christ as who, you know, who he is to share him with other people as he has commissioned us and called us to do, we actually have to understand and have words and, and, and be able to describe what our relationship with him actually looks like. And so, again, this is, this is not meant to be a discouraging thing. Maybe this is just a very simple exhortation that's not even giving you anything other than, huh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I really should think about that. And if that's it, that's what we were going for. But we want this to be something to encourage us to dive deeper into our relationships with Jesus Christ. Because no one can make disciples unless they are first a disciple, right? We cannot give what we don't have. And so in a very simple way, Taking this, again, this one piece from the Joy of the Gospel, paragraph 164, Jesus Christ loves you, he gave his life to save you, and now he's living at your side every day to enlighten, strengthen, and free you. Taking this, praying with it, and beginning to really take a spiritual inventory, a spiritual stock, what is good in my life, what needs to be changed, what needs to be strengthened, what needs, what do I have to redouble, um, d- double down in again, what do I have to recommit to, how is my relationship with Jesus Christ actually being lived out day by day, and how can I grow that? And, and just in closing here, I was uh, looking through, you know, some different documents, and, and just as I was thinking and praying about this, and, you know, the, the spirituality of the core member, or the catechist, or the evangelist, I came back to um, a quote from uh, an amazing document, John Paul II, very, very early in his pontificate, wrote um, on catechesis in our modern day, right, in, in the um, document, the Latin title is Catechesi Tridende on catechesis in the modern world, or modern time. And in paragraph 72, way, way, way at the back end, after he goes through uh, everything from, you know, who is Jesus Christ, and what is catechesis, what is handing on the faith, what does all of this mean, what should it look like, the very, very end, he's giving an exhortation to everyone who's reading it, and he says this, Every individual Christian devoting himself or herself to that mission within the church the mission of giving catechesis and of teaching people, every Christian devoting themselves to that mission must be very aware of acting as a living, pliant instrument of the Holy Spirit. To invoke this Spirit constantly, to be in communion with Him, to endeavor to know His authentic inspirations must be the attitude of the teaching church and of every catechist. To invoke the Spirit constantly and to be in communion with him and to know what he is inspiring in us, to be acting as a living and pliant, a a moldable instrument of the Holy Spirit is what we uh, really should be aiming for. And this is what is going to lead not only to us becoming better disciples and for us to, to grow in intimacy with the Lord, but to give us the opportunity and the chance to grow Uh, disciples here in our programs and to be able to help them move to a place of intimacy with the Lord and with 
um, his son, Jesus Christ. So take all of this as you will. Um, if you want to sit down with your, your core journals, sit down the evangelization journal that you've begun, if you've been using it, awesome. Um, but sit down with these questions. Maybe sit down with this quote, write it out after you, if you have to rewind and listen to it, or if you want to just Google it, Joy of the Gospel 164. Sit down and think about this. Take a spiritual inventory. Take stock of what's going on in your life. See how your relationship with the Lord is going, you know, really well. And see maybe where you need to double down. See where you need to experience some growth. See where you need to see, uh, see where you need the Lord to come. Uh, and to grow in intimacy with him. Uh, again, during this Lenten season, what better time for us to do this? So we hope that all of you continue to be encouraged throughout Lent, continue to be part of the church and everything that's going on here this Lent at St. Anthony's. And as we continue even in our programs throughout Lent, we pray that um, you can continue to be encouraged to grow in your relationship with the Lord, to continue to grow as disciples, and to grow in intimacy with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So from all of us here at St. Anthony Youth Ministry, thank you, and God bless. Thank you.